Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. We are the people who have heard the stories of Jesus. We choose to believe in the wonder of his life and we trust that one day we will greet him as an old friend. So I want to read another Bible story for you, but this one is a little less about Jesus and more about us. So let me read the story of Simeon from Luke, 20, from Luke 2, verses 22 through 35. <clears throat> when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had laid eyes on the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, for which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the rising and falling of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul, too. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In my household growing up, we had family dinner every night. Every night we had family dinner. My parents would cook together, we would sit down at the table and hold hands to pray, We would eat our food while we stared at each other, and then my brother and I would fight over who had which part of dish duty. I would very conveniently have to go to the bathroom. Everyone would yell, my dad would angrily wash the big pot that we were both refusing to do, and then we would all settle down into our own things for the evening. And I've just always imagined that that's how every family does dinner. But the consolation for having to sit next to my brother in his underwear while I ate every night is that we were allowed to watch TV during dinner. So naturally, I have seen every episode of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy to air at 7 and 7.30 p.m. on a weeknight. But sometimes, sometimes, if we were lucky, 
I could convince my dad to switch the station to something else. And my favorite show to watch during dinner is called How I Met Your Mother. This show is about a man named Ted Mosby telling his children the story of how he met their mother. And he tells them this story in the longest, most drawn out, exhausting way possible. A story that should take five minutes took nine seasons. And the whole while, we and Ted's kids get to hear stories about Ted's life when he was young and single and trying to meet the one. And we learn from the very first episode that Ted is romantic and will do anything to meet his wife. Unfortunately for his kids, who have to listen to these stories, this journey takes a lot of unpredictable and embarrassing turns. And through these situationally comedic tales, we get to know Ted's friends. Marshall and Lily are the couple in the group who get married and start a family and share a toothbrush Robin is a newscaster from Canada who started out as Ted's love interest but quickly became a member of the friend group. And then there's Barney. We don't know exactly what Barney does for a living, but we know that he makes a lot of money and he likes to use that money to woo women. He is not so interested in finding the one but he does become a big help to Ted along the way. So when they spend time together, Barney is always on the lookout for a nice girl that Ted could fall in love with. Whenever Barney found a woman that he thought Ted might like, he would casually bring him into the conversation and he'd say, have you met Ted? And then walk away, leaving Ted to discover if that woman could in fact be the one. Now Barney is not always a favorite character. He can be misguided, he can be crass, and he can be pretty disrespectful. But one thing about him that never changes is his devotion to his friend Ted. Time after time he introduces the people he meets to Ted in hopes that they may find love between them. And if you're a fan of the show, this might sound a little crazy, but I think we could learn something from Barney. Our scripture today is one that we would typically read after Christmas. So following Advent, we dangle in this holiday season until Epiphany, and then we enter into a small stretch of something that the church calls ordinary time. In that ordinary time, we learn as much as we can from Jesus' life as we await the beginning of Lent and then Easter and then Pentecost. But after Pentecost, we enter into this really long stretch of ordinary time. And I don't know who they asked to pick the theme for this time of year, but it was definitely not a children's minister. There's nothing exciting about ordinary time. There's nothing special about ordinary time. When Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem for the first time, 
they encountered a man named Simeon. Simeon was a regular guy in Jerusalem. The only things we know about him are that he was righteous, he was devout, he was old, and that God promised him that he would meet the Messiah before he died. Luke 2, verse 27 says that the day Mary, Joseph, and Jesus entered the temple, Simeon felt moved by the Spirit to go to the temple where he finally laid eyes on the Messiah. Though I would bet you that going to the temple and searching for the Messiah was something that Simeon did not only that day, but every day. And because of his devotion to this child he was meeting for the first time, God's promise to Simeon was fulfilled. And he died having met Jesus Christ. He praised God saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which was Jesus, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Let me read that again. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. One of the most prophetic and empowering statements in the whole Bible said by an ordinary old man who waited and waited for the Messiah to come. And now Simeon can return home walking the streets of Jerusalem asking everyone he sees, have you met Jesus? In hopes that they may find love between them. The past three years have been a time that we will remember for the rest of our lives. I expect my grandchildren will one day be asking me what happened in the 20s. A professor I had in fall of 2020 asked us to write a paper titled Annus Horribilis, which means horrible year. It was a spiritual exercise to take all of our struggles, put them on paper, and send them to God. And this weekend, I went back and read that paper thinking that it would be hard to look at something so painful. That paper was written in a time of loss, in a time of the unknown, in a time of hopelessness. It was full of fear for myself, for the people I love, and for a future that could no longer be what I had planned. After all that we have been through and all that we still go through, it is a wonder that we do not meet on Sundays to shout our lament. It is marvelous that we stand in front of each other and share good news. I thought looking back on a time that was so hard would be painful, would put me in a bad mood, would stress me out more than I already was. I thought that my wounds had not yet healed. But two years later, I don't think that paper was a prayer. It wasn't meant as a plea for God to take away our struggles I think it was proof. Proof 
of all that we have overcome, proof that the obstacles we face now will not stop us in our path forever, and in each little wound that sealed shut as I read those words from two years ago, I could almost put a pin in each and every moment that I had encountered Jesus. I think that our pain is a prophecy of the work of Christ. It's a prophecy of something extraordinary. And this morning, we are reading the story of an old man whose life was finally fulfilled. We are praising God, calling on the mountains and the trees and the wild animals to praise God with us. Why? Because we have met Jesus. Our kids met Jesus, and I'm not talking about John in his costume. They met Jesus in the stories they learned, in the songs they sang, in the love they felt, and in the challenge to be the presence of Christ in the world. Jesus came to meet us and brought with him everything that was promised to us. We have rejoiced, we have celebrated his life, we have learned from him, we have watched him die, we have felt his sacrifice, and now what? You see, if this was ordinary time, we could sit around telling stories from the Bible. We could sing together, we could pray together, we could be thankful to God We could learn about how Jesus turned water into wine, how he walked on water, how he brought Jairus' daughter back to life, how he himself rose from the grave three days after his death. If this was ordinary time, we could sit back and say, wow, Jesus did some really cool stuff. After Simeon met Jesus, he did not say to Mary and Joseph, what an incredible birth. I'm so glad that that happened. No, he praised Jesus's life and all of the things that were to come. He said, this child is destined for the falling and rising of Israel, for Jesus would live no ordinary life. The Bible tells us that God promised Simeon he would meet the Messiah before he died. Yet when that day finally came, did Simeon fall to the floor and breathe his last breath at the feet of the child Jesus? We actually don't know what happened to Simeon after that day, but we do know that he entered the temple as someone who had never met Jesus and he left the temple as someone who had. And he had to decide what that meant for the rest of his life, for this moment would not be wasted on something ordinary. And now, thousands of years later, as we celebrate the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, we have a choice to make. Will we allow Jesus's life to be ordinary or will we be vessels for the extraordinary? Have you met Jesus? If you've met Jesus, you know that God made flesh to be fully human and fully divine, that the Messiah walked the earth among sinners, knowing God and making God known. 
You know that he sat and ate with debt collectors, laid hands on the afflicted, and spread the word of God through acts of mercy. You know that he taught us how to love thy neighbor. Have you met Jesus? If you've met Jesus, you know the pain, the conflict, and the loss that have surrounded us are not for nothing. We as a community, as a nation, and as a world are forced to look outside of ourselves and recognize other people's pain, to see what they see, to feel what they feel, to suffer with them, and love them just as Jesus taught us to. Have you met Jesus? If you've met Jesus, you know a love deeper than the oceans and mightier than the mountains. If you've met Jesus, you know that nothing is impossible. For this is no ordinary time, but it could be extraordinary. And we will one day leave this life just as Simeon did, fulfilled knowing that we have met Jesus, knowing that we have walked this earth knowing God and making God known, so that we can look into the faces of the people we meet and ask, have you met Jesus? Knowing that they will find love between them. Let's pray together. God, when you sent your son Jesus to meet us, to know us and to love us, You gave us a gift so powerful that we could never truly understand. Lord, help us not to squander it. Let us know Christ as he has known us. Allow the time we have spent with Jesus to teach us how to be with one another, how to love, how to cherish, how to seek justice, how to honor one another. Guide us in loving our neighbors. Steer us when we have turned wrong. Give us wisdom and compassion to care for others, even when we disagree, even when we do not understand. Help us to recognize the passion in others as your work, God, just as you enliven the passion in us. Give us courage, give us strength, and help us to be extraordinary. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.